Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey everyone, welcome to The Backstory. A few months ago, the Wild Cornell Center for Comprehensive Spine Care put out a webinar entitled Wine and Spine, where we really took a deep dive into the health benefits of wine. And if you're out there, a wine enthusiast or a wine lover, one of your universal truths is that wine is good for you. It's good for your heart. And the good news is science has confirmed that there is something to this. But like all good news, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Today, I'm going to take a deep dive into the health benefits of red wine and specifically some of the antioxidants that it contains. So numerous studies have shown that moderate types of alcohol can benefit the heart, not just red wine alone. And it's thought that alcohol can raise your good cholesterol, the HDL. It can reduce the formation of blood clots and thin some of the blood, can help prevent artery damage, and maybe decrease inflammation in the body. But how exactly is red wine healthy? Red wine contains antioxidants called polyphenols, which help protect the lining of various blood vessels. And a specific polyphenol called resveratrol is just one substance in red wine that has received its attention. So how was it really discovered? Resveratrol was first isolated in the 1930s from a poisonous medicinal plant in Japan. And about 30 years later, Nonomura, another Japanese scientist, isolated it from Japanese knotweed. And both of these plants were used for centuries in traditional medicine to treat cardiovascular diseases and other inflammatory ailments of the body. It wasn't until the 1970s that resveratrol was found in grapevines, and then just as early as 1992 did we find it in red wine. We know that the amount of resveratrol that's found in wine is very, very low, but despite knowing this, we still tout red wine as a means to deliver resveratrol into the body. And I think it's just that people want an excuse to have a drink. So the resveratrol in red wine comes from the skin of the grapes. And because red wine is fermented with the grape skin a lot longer than white wine, red wine tends to contain a lot more resveratrol. So you could eat grapes or even drink grape juice without drinking the alcohol and still get some of the benefits that you would as drinking a glass of red wine. There are other foods that contain high concentrations of resveratrol, such as different peanuts and legumes, blueberries, cranberries. It's not yet known how beneficial eating these other items are when compared to drinking red wine, just because some of the studies have not been done. But beyond just being a healthy part of red wine and some of the other foods I mentioned, resveratrol on its own has health boosting potential. In fact, The supplement resveratrol has been linked to many exciting health benefits, including brain function, lowering blood pressure, helping metabolic syndrome, decreasing inflammation, and a host of other benefits. So how does resveratrol work? And the answer to this question is fairly complicated, and I apologize in advance for this next section being a little bit more medical and scientific, but it has a number of interactions within the body that are important to know. Resveratrol is known to bind to something called sirtuins, and sirtuins in the body are an essential molecule along with NAD+, which help control the metabolic function 
in humans. And because sirtuins are associated with aging, a lot of people call these the longevity genes. So by activating sirtuins and increasing NAD plus in the body, you essentially trigger a cellular waste disposal system in the body called autophagy. And autophagy comes from the Greek meaning eating of itself. And essentially what happens is your body has a way of destroying or removing misbehaving cells that aren't doing their job as well as they used to. So even though the name autophagy kind of sounds noxious and scary, it's actually more protective than it is harmful. There are other ways to trigger autophagy in the body in addition to sirtuins. It is known that caloric restriction, intermittent fasting, or full fasting can also trigger autophagy. And resveratrol is just one way to increase sirtuin activity in the body, which then increases the metabolic waste disposal system. So what are some of the benefits of resveratrol in the body? We know the interaction of sirtuins and resveratrol is proposed to improve cardiovascular disease in humans. A study was conducted showing that high doses of resveratrol help reduce blood pressure in the body. And one of these blood pressures is called systolic blood pressure. This is the number on top when you get your blood pressure read. And as systolic blood pressure increases, the arteries or the little vessels that carry your blood get stiffer, they get harder, and this is known to increase your risk of heart disease. And resveratrol accomplishes this blood pressure lowering effect by producing nitric oxide, which also helps the blood vessels relax. In addition to blood pressure, resveratrol also improves your cardiovascular risk by decreasing your bad cholesterol. A study was done in 2012, which showed patients taking resveratrol decreased their bad cholesterol, which is their LDL, by 4.5%, but also increased their good cholesterol, which is HDL. And the reason this works is resveratrol seems to influence cholesterol levels by reducing the effect of an enzyme that controls cholesterol production. Another benefit of drinking red wine or taking resveratrol is that it can help slow down age-related cognitive decline. In a study, patients were given resveratrol supplements and two inflammatory biomarkers, one tumor necrosis factor and interleukin-6, were both reduced in patients taking resveratrol, and the anti-inflammatory biomarker interleukin-10 was actually increased. It was also shown that the reason why this is meaningful, because inflammation supports the onset of many age-related diseases, such as Alzheimer's disease and other neurodegenerative conditions. We spoke a few episodes ago about insulin sensitivity, and resveratrol has been shown to be beneficial in patients with diabetes by increasing insulin sensitivity and preventing complications from diabetes. This can reduce the incidence of metabolic syndrome, can help fight off obesity, and in obese patients, it's been shown to stimulate fat metabolism and can function in a mechanism similar to fat burners such as caffeine and green tea. So potentially drinking a glass of red wine could help with weight loss and weight control. Another condition commonly treated in my clinic is joint pain and joint arthritis, and due to the antioxidant nature of red wine or resveratrol, in addition to reducing inflammation in the body, studies have shown that patients taking resveratrol, animal studies have shown that by 
injecting resveratrol into the joints, there is less cartilage breakdown and less joint pain as a result of arthritis. One thing to note that while no major risks have been revealed in studies in patients and animals using resveratrol supplements, there really isn't enough conclusive recommendations on how much resveratrol a person really needs to get these health benefits. In addition, the high doses that are often studied can interact with other blood thinning medications such as Eliquis and Warfarin. Resveratrol may block some enzymes that help clear certain chemicals from the body, which could lead to an unsafe buildup of these chemicals. But the bottom line is that resveratrol is a very powerful antioxidant with great potential. With animal studies and animal models, it's shown promise regarding a variety of health conditions, including heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, neurodegenerative conditions. However, the challenge right now is that clear dosage guidelines are still lanking. And back to the conversation about the health benefits of red wine. In order to get the resveratrol needed to exert the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits that most of these studies cite, unfortunately, you need to drink a lot more than one glass of red wine. And the challenge with that is drinking too much alcohol or too much wine can negate or undo any of the health benefits that we were searching for in the first place. So if you're listening out there and justify that glass of red wine for the health benefits, I would suggest that there are probably other ways to optimize your health and improve your function. But nonetheless, I'm excited to see where the future of resveratrol and some of these anti-aging supplements go. Thank you for tuning in to The Backstory. And if you want to catch Wine and Spine, please visit our YouTube channel at Spinetine Webinars. Until then, keep exercising, keep moving, be mindful about what you eat and what you drink. And when it comes to your health and wellness, we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D dot com.